0: Thank you so much for joining us today for the Northgate Review podcast, where we take a look at the sermons that were given in our Sunday services today. Me and Pld have a lot of fun, so thank you for joining us, and let's go!
1: Whoa, <laughs> is that how you think about? <laughs> <not> going? <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know how to start it so i was like whoa welcome to northgate review it's gonna be a good day here we here we go on this sleepy monday oh come on it's gonna be a tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday for somebody
0: yeah but they need to know when all this happened because your theology could change on tuesday it's and if you say something boat. on monday fresh out the water you get after it right off the bat hey friends thanks for joining us today yeah buddy what are you doing right now? Are you driving? Are you cleaning? Make this like a weird, inspirational. thing. It already is a weird, <laughs> non-inspirational thing. What I want you to do is I want you to pick up the broom right now. Stop. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah. Do you ever listen to that stuff,
1: like meditation audio stuff? Oh my gosh! No, I had to. My wife really wanted. <laughs> my wife really wanted to do hypnobirthing when we had Ooh. Maddie. Ooh. Let me tell you some of the worst times of my life. That sounds fantastic. And then I got fantastic. in trouble because, like, I'd fall asleep and I'd snore. <laughs> and then I get kicked and she's, like, upset at me. And I was like, what do you want me to do? She's, like, a weird, like, she's trying to hypnotize me. I don't even know like, what's happening. And, like, the hip- the hypnosis sleeping. was in lieu of the medicine? Yeah, it was, like, you know, super focused concentration. Yeah. With her, like, talking. It'll just slide her out. Voice. I won't feel it. <sighs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. Lugelhorn? Yeah, Luggenberg. I'll call that on myself. <laughs> well, what would be the point of hypnosis? Well, let's move on. Never mind. Yeah, I. yes, I've listened to weird stuff like that.
0: I feel like I'm allowed. Not weird for some people. I feel like I'm allowed to talk about birthing now.
1: You are. You just, the way you talked about it. What? It was uncomfortable for everyone. I don't know. If you feel uncomfortable about this, email
0: us at jerryatengate.org. <laughs>
1: I did that with the cat stuff. I know. That was really funny. <laughs> oh, man. He's a cat guy.
0: Big news for those of you podcast fans out there keeping up with my life. Uh, we found out. It's a, it's a boy. What? You're just going to tell him like that? My wife got mad at me when I didn't tell anybody that she was pregnant. So now I'm probably going to get in trouble. You told them already? I don't wow. know. I can't win. So It's a white boy. It's a... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is. John White. What are we gonna name him? Ooh, should I say that right now? Yeah. Do you name? Do you do you share the name before you post? Like, a, me and my wife talked about this the other day because yeah. she wanted to post on Instagram the name of of our son to be, and uh, you've
1: already decided though. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. We've had that before. We even had
1: the baby. <laughs> hmm. This is a little moral gray area. Am I gonna need some Kleenex? This is going to be emotional for me. Don't
0: you know that? I thought I told you the name of my son. You probably did. This is how bad I am. <laughs> yeah, now you don't get to
1: <laughs> I w- When I was at the office on... Wait, so wait. Why would, it, why would it matter?
0: I don't actually know. I just know nobody does it. So now no. I feel like there should be a reason it matters, but I don't understand why it matters.
1: That you tell people at a certain time? Y- yeah, like you don't say the name until the baby's born. Oh no way! Yeah, I was. The, uh, we we talked about that. We I mean oh. we we shared names for a long time. Some people are like that, and they're like, "We don't see a baby is born." I think the, those people that I've talked to like want to confirm it. Like, yes, oh,
0: that is a Larry is, Davis. Yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. The fastest man on earth. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: My my um my dad's name is Charles Omer Davis the yeah. third, and my mom put her foot down and said he will not be the fourth. Wow. They had chosen a boy and a girl name for me because they didn't find out what they were having. Wow. Well, we also have a girl name, but that one's not relevant at this time. Okay.
0: Uh, the son will be uh, the first of his name. <laughs> I do want to announce him that way. Introducing the first of his name, Shepherd William White shepherd yeah. shepherd man yeah Ooh. and then william after my grandfather who i'm named after he's william lawrence so i'm a larry also for those of you who shepherd. didn't know that and then uh, william is also caitlin's dad's name wow so double double duty right there i like this shep. shepherd call him shep maybe heard <laughs> you heard that <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> there you go
1: it's out there so shepherd white for all five of you listening right now, we... Little baby, <laughs> Shepard, yeah, yeah. You just got you just got exposed to a really special moment. Yeah, it was really cool when we
0: did do the video podcast and announced that I was having a baby at the end of it. People were slowly listening over those few weeks. So it was like one week, one person would email me, and then the next week, someone else would listen to it. It was kind of cool. It was like a delayed little... It trickled out there into the I've world. I've made lots
1: of announcements, and no one's ever emailed me about it. About me having a child? No, I've just <laughs> talked about a lot of things, and yeah. Whatever. I just got complaints that I spit on my Jeez. kids. Yeah. Well, you, <laughs> the things we focus on. You could share really good news, but then at the same time,
0: you're also talking about how your daughter doesn't use deodorant and she needs to.
1: Come on. You're gonna. She's gonna fight you. Nah. She, she loves listens me. to this.
0: Maddie loves me because she. I love Maddie. All right. Anyway, a lot of good news. Now you need
1: to say something nice about her. She listens. Maddie
0: is. Uh, Maddie always greets me with a gentle hug. Not just like a hello hug. What it's, does like that a, that even mean? it's like it's like hey, I want you to know that I care about you, and I'm gonna give you a welcome hug.
1: Is it like the the weird noodle handshake? <clears throat> no, who gives a noodle handshake? You know, like the weird like I, I'm just handshaking with my fingers.
0: That happens to me a lot, but it's because I actually I squeeze too early, and then they I- <laughs> <laughs> you're the one creating it. I create. You it gotta
1: again. learn to go for the lock. You gotta go like with the thumb web right there. You gotta <sighs> go hard back. Yeah, yeah. But that's
0: gonna hurt because I have a really skinny. Well, I hands. mean, don't
1: jab somebody. I mean just go for the thumb lock and then you got a good
0: I'll get a there. mannequin hand and practice with that.
1: Oh I'll, I'll help you out. Okay. After this like we'll a, practice. I got
0: I feel like I got a pretty solid handshake. Sometimes I get it and I know when I get a good handshake, and then it's kinda like I stand a little taller at that moment when I talk to somebody, but more times than not it's the I might as well just curtsy on you.
1: I typically prefer not to shake
0: hands. Really? Are you a fist bumper?
1: I'd rather fist bump, elbow bump, hey, something like that. But here, I'll tell you why. Because, you know, like a lot of people touch and shake hands and stuff like that, and then uh, this is this is gross. This is real life. All of a sudden, I like put my hand in my face and like rub my nose or something, and then it smells like whatever people have touched, whether they're a smoker or something else stinky. I don't know. It just. Those are one of those things that is uncomfortable, so then I'm like, oh, gosh, what's on my hand? You realize by saying this right now, you're going to get a bunch of people this weekend trying to shake your hand. You know, if the opposite happened to you, I'd be okay with it. A lot of fist bumps and elbow bumps.
0: I feel like that's how it's worked with this podcast for both of us. We say things we don't like, and well, then it ends then up you sticking. you know what?
1: I'm going to wipe whatever anyone else has wiped in my hand on, on your hand. <laughs> This is all right. This pregnancy talk and birthing and handshaking needs to stop. Man, we have gone a ways. We got to get into this. Yeah, fast forward. Sorry about that. You can tell friends, just don't listen to the first five minutes. Should I start putting in the caption at the
0: bottom when it gets serious? Like, hey, if you don't like us talking about other things. That's just
1: how, that's just how you should start like, hey, welcome to Northgate Review. This is uh, John and Larry. We're going to unpack. Oh, you don't even say Larry on there anymore, do No, you? it's PLD. <laughs> this is, I'm not even going to say it. This is John <laughs> and his buddy talking about. Say it. Say it. No. So then you can just be like. Hey, we have a good time just kind of catching up and, you know, discussing some random things together. But if you don't want to do that, just hop ahead to six minutes. <laughs> yeah. For those
0: of you who don't like our personalities, skip ahead to 723.
1: It's true, not true. <laughs> right? So
0: this weekend we videoed it. I was in San Francisco. We sent a live stream over there. Yes, sir. We had the same message, which was great. Uh, we, we sang a song together at the end. Yes. Never done that. Never done that. Yeah. Uh, that was fun. I was standing up in the balcony in San Francisco, which was really fun to just watch people below worshiping. Yeah. That was fun.
1: It's great. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, that was, (laughs) we had church on Sunday. Week (laughs) week three of heaven to earth. It was actually week one for the Bethel campus. Uh, we are synced up now. Yes, we, we are. They, they were, had their first week. They weekend. were a week behind us. They were two. Well, they were one. Yeah. And then um, Ken gave a, a special message this final of March. thoughts message that you can find uh,
0: the last one of the year on our YouTube channel.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then now we're synced up. And so that was kind of their introduction from heaven to earth. Mm-hmm. And then this was week three for the Venetia campus. And we just have kind of continued that conversation, which is really the thread has been what did we learn about. God the Father from Jesus the Son. Yeah. And uh, week one, we introduced the whole idea. Last week, we specifically talked and then showed how to do that with um, some scripture. And then this last week, gave a, a a really specific thing that he did. And he gave, yeah you know, really, I, I guess you could put it as like, he gave classless people a class. Mm-hmm. Or cast, yeah, castless.
0: It was very simple, pointed message. God elevates
1: those. It was all about well, the dignity of equal. people, and he did it yeah. through multiple ways: his teaching, mm-hmm. his interactions, and then his death. Yeah, yeah. So then um, this week we're walking into the beginning of Holy Week. Mm-hmm. Um, Palm Sunday. And uh, and John, you're going to be sharing with us about... Yes, sir. I think the, t- the topic we've landed on is putting religion in its place. Ooh, buckle up. Not not out, but in no. its yeah. proper place and how Jesus specifically did that. And I think in, uh, in you know, an elegant way, mm-hmm. the reality is, even though it ultimately cost him his life, yeah. which was the plan, mm-hmm. and I'm thankful for that.
0: Yeah, I might reference the Smurfs a little bit. I don't know yet. Wow. Yeah.
1: It's going to go broad. Yeah. We'll see. So I'm not sure if, if there's any specific things we wanted to get into from this last weekend because it was just a, such a wide swath of
0: Yeah, you touched on scripture. so many stories that are, I mean, it. it's interesting that the best well-known stories, which are basically the ones that you talked about, are all him elevating people, but you really could have picked any story from his life, any of the miracles that he did, any of the, like we've talked about the book of. Mark, how it's all these sick people. Like you could have just put like these are the different categories, you know, all sick people which you kinda did. Yeah. And then um um one of the things at the end you did was you you broke down uh the, the areas of the bay and, and inviting people to come, but you've also we've done a whole series on that uh back last fall. So for those of you who are just joining us, we've had so many new people. It would, it would behoove you to go listen to our Everybody Always series because you
1: did a whole message on who's your neighbor, inviting yeah. them to come. And even a year before that, in like September of 17, I think it was, we did a book called This Invitational Life yeah. that Steve Carter wrote, mm-hmm. which was also about inviting yeah, and not missing the opportunity or, or living in an in, in, intentional Life when it comes to the people that are in your life, your sphere, and the opportunity for influence. Yeah, we we've talked about this a lot. Uh, You've probably talked more about it in your
0: messages too in the past. But you know, we when when new people come to church, those are always the one that have people to invite. And then like the people who have been here for twenty years, it's like this is your crowd. Who are you inviting? And that's that's what I really liked about the neighbor series was well, no, there's a ton of people in your life. You might have all your friends here in your community group and all all that stuff, but you still have neighbors next to you. You still work with people even if you're not hanging out with them. There's still people out there. And we yeah. talked about it this week in the office before. Well, that's
1: how Dave McMurtry ended up coming to church. Yeah. Um who we had on here a couple weeks ago, but he it was the persistence of one of his neighbors. He wasn't doing a church thing mm. and like was his neighbor was a like crazy persistent just consistently yeah not not like overwhelmingly the way Dave shares it, just was like, yeah, he was just, when something was going on, he'd invite me to it. And so I finally decided to take him up on it yeah, and went, and that was kind of the start yeah, we, of, of his journey, and he was older.
0: Yeah, we talked about it a little bit in uh, in your office about the invite of people and how uh, are we really showing them that we love them if this is our place? if If we believe the message, I kind of talked to the band in San Francisco about this to you know, encourage them to invite somebody. It's like, do we really, do we really believe the things that we say we believe about this place? Like, if if I'm putting my hope and my security in God and understanding, like this is the best way to live, the way that you've called me to live, your kingdom come and, and I want to be with you, but we don't tell anybody about that. Do we just not care about those other people, or do we not believe necessarily? Yeah, I think
1: for years it's been this like awkward, weird thing of like, well, I just it's personal, and I don't need to mm-hmm. get in people's personal space and. You know, you do you. I'm not going to tell you how to do it. But yet, when it comes to, like, a super awesome TV show or a great investment. By the way, I got a great show I want you to watch after this. Or a movie or a restaurant or other things like that or, like, a cure for something. I don't know. Yeah, no, totally. We're like, oh, We're so quick to hand out oh, an essential man. oil. we're like, <laughs> well done. Have that you, was have excellent. Have you tried my honey lavender? <laughs> yeah, no, for reals. And it's like, when it comes to those types yeah. of things we're like excited and don't want people to miss out on this because you know, they, they're missing out if mm. they're not. And this is great. But when it comes to this, what we see is like this deeper personal thing. Mm. That's kind of like the taboo, the, the untouchable. Yeah. And, um, we feel like it creates walls and barriers for some reason yeah. when the whole message is actually the opposite. It's antithetical. It's tearing down walls and yeah. barriers. And that's what God's whole purpose and intention is. Um, is and yeah, it's it's so interesting. I
0: think it goes back to your point that you even made at the end. It's you know what what does God think of when He sees me? And it's like the gospel uh, is too good for me. No, the gospel is too like it's it's or it's it's not big enough for my sin. Essentially, is what you say when you're like, oh God, He's disappointed me. But it's actually no, the gospel is too big to stay with you. If we actually believe that gospel that it's too big to stay with just us, that you forgave all of that, man, I gotta I gotta throw this out there. I just got to give it to everybody.
1: Right. Come on. Well, and, and I mean, you think about it, what we get today, and we get to read the gospel because people believed it enough to like give their life for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, even to this day, continue yeah. to give their life for the advancement, the movement of the kingdom and relationship with God and what he's doing. You know, when we can like pause and think big picture and implications yeah. of what we get to be a part of, it's that... It's that whole idea, and uh, we we, like lightly have talked about in the past, but just if you can just like pause and wrap your head around and fathom that we even get to have a relationship with like a creator, Mm -hmm. the creator, yeah, and through prayer, through His Spirit, that He actually speaks and whispers to us, and we have an opportunity right there to go to Him. Well, yeah,
0: it it totally is. It is too good to be true, but.
1: I mean, like, it should floor us. It
0: should floor us. the fact. And, and that, it just doesn't. Yeah, that was what I, um, I, I read a really short book last week, uh, and it's just very simple, called, What Does God Want? <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I'm going to read that. And the way that this guy so simply ch- uh, traced out throughout the Bible, starting in Genesis all the way through the Bible, and then making it personal through discipleship about what God wants, he very, very simply put it as, God wanted a family. He made a human family, and then we turned his backs or turned our backs on him. And then just he kept chasing it down, but it was just the simplicity of
1: it's authentic community. Yeah, we he talk wants about that a family. A yeah,
0: we do. We talk about it every well, week, we, basically. we
1: we all want it too. Yeah, we do. So th- there's one of the difference of invitation, and we we talked about that a little bit of like don't just you know throw a card at somebody, but yeah. like here you go. It's the relational aspect, hmm. right? Which is why we're like, why we get frustrated because there's a lot of us that so 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 want our family, friend, we really do want it for them mm-hmm. and we don't know how to do it. So we just keep handing them stuff here, here, read this here, take this here, come to this. But we're not investing into the relational aspect yeah. of it and having a conversation about rather than saying like, here, you should do this because I think God would be helpful for you. What if we just focus on having a conversation about what God has done in and through you, mm-hmm. good, bad, ugly, all the above. And that's what they're going to be like, Oh, wow. Like, Those are the ones that like shift people's opinions or thoughts to be like, yeah, man, I either want to be and think like you do in the midst of celebration and trials or, you know, or it's just a private thing. Yeah.
0: I think back, uh, we got the privilege of over this whole thing with San Francisco, we've had the privilege of spending time in San Francisco with people and, uh, my wife, her big brother's best friend, he's, he lives there now, so it's really fun to get to get up with them and I remember this night very specifically one night we were hanging out with some of their friends on a Saturday night in the city it was so great we were going to all these different places they were showing us restaurants and all these other places around the city even just right around Bethel which was cool to learn your neighborhood and they you know these are young professionals in their 30s and we're talking about what do you do for a living what do you do what do you do and I I got on this defensive, Bob Goff talks about this, I got on my defensive lawyer, like, I have to, I'm an ambassador for God, I'm going to say I'm a pastor, and, and how are you going to take this right now? And right. I remember when I first mentioned it, what do you do? Well, I, I'm here because I'm going to be leading worship at this church tomorrow morning, and they were so fascinated by the fact that I that I was a part of a church as a young person. But I read the situation, I think about this probably every week, reading the situation through the lens of how do I make you understand that God loves you? If I would have just stopped and said exactly what you just said, let me tell you about why I've chosen to dedicate my life to following Jesus. And this is what he's done in me. Because every time, they're story-driven people, just like we all are. They want to know stories from you. Tell me a story about something good in your life. Tell me a story about something bad in your life. They want community. They want family. They're all hanging out till the wee hours of the night, every night. But I'm over here just trying to give them facts. Did you know that Jesus died for your sin? Did you know? You know, I'm not really doing it that way, but that's kind of the language that I'm using. And then, no one's come to church in that group from that one night. They were like, oh, that's interesting. I see why you... It basically turned into, this is why I consciously believe this about God. Not necessarily what he's done in my life, but these are the things I've chosen to agree with and believe in. And then they can say, oh, these are the things that I've chosen to agree with and believe in life. But when you make it, like, these are the stories that God, this is what God has done for me. They're going to connect with that. These are intelligent people. Like lifting the weight of how you share the gospel and in, even invite people to church, lifting the weight from you have to be a theologian, you have to be able to defend who God is and all this, and just saying, hey, you should speak the language that everybody knows. Tell us your story. Tell well, us what That was what, what we talked done. about
1: a couple of weeks ago is, you know, the blind guy. Yeah. He's like, I don't even know answers yeah. to this. I don't, like, I don't have any let's of these figure it out things. together. I, I got yeah. nothing. All I know is this happened in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I remember, so years ago, um, out here, I was, I reffed wrestling, high school wrestling. Ooh. And people would be like, why are you, you know, why are you doing refing for wrestling? And uh, I would just tell people that I wrestled when I was younger, and I loved what it did for my life, and how it was, you know, a team aspect, but it, I wanted, it gave to me, and I want to give back, right? So it was the same sort of deal, like my response was surrounded with, personal like impact, which is why I care about it. Right. And still wanted to do something as an adult. I don't wrestle, but I'm still a part of, you know, that kind of sphere, that circle. It's this is exactly right. It's the same thing when it comes to the relational aspect of, you know, you could be like, man, I really want to um, invite you into this. My this has changed my life because there was a season and we heard even this last weekend to a degree on the transformation story of. Where I was just desperate for community, mm-hmm. and uh, I I went to this church, and I like found some community, yeah. and I found some people who like cared about me, and I got plugged in here, and then this happened, and then this and then all of a sudden I started kind of discovering God and who He was, and then this has happened, yeah. and this is great, and then I went through a really difficult season and mm-hmm. time. I mean, that was a couple of weeks ago. Transformation. Yeah. All of a sudden, my life hit the wall. My brother got sick. My kid almost was at a bar, you know, where the shooting happened. There's the fires, like everything has turned upside down. I don't know if I could have gotten through that without my authentic community and without yeah. God. Yeah. If your story switches to like,
0: I, I think about that, even just the simplicity in my life of, man, what would it have been like if I would have told you? One of the main reasons that I love going to church is the people that I get to meet and the friendships that I've made through it. Where I've lived in four different distinct locations, five different distinct locations that are a little bit of a drive from each other. And I have community in all five of those places through the church, or maybe yeah. even the love that this community has shown me in different places and different seasons. Telling a story about trials I've gone through, telling stories about times when I've failed. And the church picks me up and carries me forward. Like right. that's the kind of stuff that people are gonna respond to yeah. and say, Oh, well, well that's a little different than what I'm getting out here, you know? Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah, it's it's cool. I, I'm excited to see so the that was people the that get brought. Of, on yeah, Easter. that was the point yeah.
1: of the invitation thing of don't just hand this out. Hmm. Also, don't let this pass by. It's just one of the there's a few easier opportunities to invite.
0: Yeah. Easter Christmas.
1: We're also yeah, and we're not going to What did you
0: call them? Creasters. Creasters?
1: Yeah. Um they're the twice a year peeps. Um, now you know what I've been saying about you. <laughs> uh, um Yeah, so don't don't miss that opportunity. And we're not even yeah. gonna do anything, you know, that's scary or different. We're gonna be authentic. We us in this. I thought community. we
0: couldn't afford the ribbon person
1: and Jesse was gonna do that this year. <laughs> No, we're not doing anything like that. Well, I gotta we're gonna uninvite do, some we're people. We're just gonna do community. We're gonna do a really great, you know, service. We're gonna give, a, I mean, you can guess the message. Oh, we're at, still doing that this year. At both, both <laughs> locations. I and love the
0: way that you broke it down with the map, which is something so simple. Sorry,
1: <laughs> we go back to the map. My bad.
0: No, no, no. I'm just connecting those dots. It was funny when you put the map up that the, I, being in San Francisco, the, I don't know, I don't necessarily know what the response was like, what they were feeling, but the response was, oh, like, oh, are you noticing how far these places are? Or are you noticing how close they are? Or are you just saying, oh, because there's a picture on the screen? I didn't know, (laughs) but I, I didn't know how to interpret that, but I thought about, I loved the fact that you said, hey, are you or you, you might be sitting in the Benicia campus right now. Do you have coworkers that work or do you have friends that live right over here? Right. Why don't you, instead of coming yeah. to Benicia. Because you
1: already aren't going to ask them because you know they won't drive. Exactly. You, yeah. They're
0: not going to drive, but you probably should if you love them enough to say, what's going to get you to come through this place? Sure. And, and, or like, you know, even the same, like we're one church. If yeah. you're in San Francisco and you've got friends over here, come on Saturday. You can still come on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. It's beautiful unification.
1: Yeah, uh, that was actually a, I got a lot of feedback from people that was like, "Wow, that was that that was the most impactful part of the service was just seeing and understanding that." Yeah. The other thing is, I think people finally realized that we are in the North Bay and we can stop arguing that we're in the East, <laughs> the Benicia <Venetian> campus. <laughs>
0: you love that. Uh, I also realized looking at that graphic, you chose the wrong one. You should. I <laughs> we should not have done the one that had the Easter on there in white because I sat there. I know what it says because I put it there. <laughs> but I should not have put it right there because no one could read it. looks it. watermarked. I know. And I'm like <sighs> squinting my eyes. Oh, it does say Easter weekend.
1: <laughs> oh, man.
0: No, it was, I thought it was a good weekend. I thought it was very simple. And it's really cool and a great reminder, encouragement, and uh, hopefully challenge to, like, who are you inviting? I know in the week but before, last week, I was thinking that. Well, you didn't give the message, but you were processing it with me. And I thought... Who am I inviting to, to Easter weekend? Who am I inviting on a regular basis to church? Yeah, And it was kind of, uh, yeah, it was kind of sad. It's like I tell you to invite people, but who am I actually inviting?
1: Mm. Yeah. Killer Dealer, I'm looking forward to hearing you this weekend, my man.
0: Oh, boy.
1: Yep, and I'm looking forward to uh, hearing just who you guys are inviting and some success stories and some stories where you got turned down. And, you know, we're going to lean into that. I'm gonna be sharing one of my favorite stories from <laughs> Yeah. I'm hoping Actually, that, that you know teaser what? will get people like the gang for you. Sh- legitimately <laughs> make sure you're here for the opener. <laughs> John's gonna win or lose literally yep. the first minute and a half. You know, of if it message. goes
0: the way that my life has, <laughs> has so far it's looking more likely to be losing. <laughs>
1: so maybe John won't do it.
0: Oh, I'm too far into it now, man. He's
1: processed too oh, much. Oh, I'm yeah. At this yeah. point
0: my brain can only go there. So Yeah.
1: Okay, here we go. Here we go. Buckle up.
0: <laughs> All I'm saying is you're gonna want Show up be for in John's
1: there. um John's last message. It's be great. <laughs> for the for
0: the finale of John's marriage. Here we go. Oh,
1: oh <laughs> even more teased, yes. After you told us about Shepard. Yeah, No, I got the (laughs) approval, guys. I got the approval. Yeah, you got the approval with, I don't get it, but (laughs) whatever. You're going to look like a bad person. It's going to make sense, guys. Trust me. It's a Uh, little different than running fast and slow. It's essentially the same thing. Okay. Love you guys. See you next week.
0: (laughs) See you next week.